All right, and we are live once again. And joining me this evening, Bugsy and this weird lady that's sitting behind him. Hello. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be on camera. Is he not the cutest thing you've ever seen, though? Of course he is. He's the best. Oh, he's a little stinky right now. Okay, Bugsy, I'm going to let you down. He's like, finally. He can come back later if you want. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. Meredith is on at Fletcher Hello. Cox on Twitter. She is a uh, a lawyer out there in uh, California who specializes yeah. in uh, divorces and family law and stuff like that. Is there anything else I can add to that bio? Uh, I am in the LP also. She's uh, a caucus member. She's a meat cox. That's about it. <laughs> is that Owner the cox in the, in the Fletcher? No, that's do you do you watch boards? I do. So on the Eagles, defensive end Fletcher Cox, my fantasy name. I never liked fantasy, but when I made a team once, I I named it Fletcher Cox. So it's good. It kind of rolls off the tongues. Yeah, and and of course you get the added bonus of what did you just say? You know, because I think you're making some kind of dirty uh dirty joke. Right, it's dirty. It is dirty. Like fetch her cox. Yeah. Fletcher cox. Yes. Some people, my, I have a client who follows me on Instagram and she was like, oh, I don't really get your name. And her husband was there. Who's like a big sports guy. And he was like, honey, I'll explain to you later. <laughs> Eagles, Philadelphia. It's a whole thing. Yes. <laughs> so family law. Yeah. It's messed up. It's jacked up. Sure is going through the experience myself right now so okay yeah it's not not uh it hasn't been fun so far what state are you in i'm in louisiana right okay so you guys have a way different system huh yeah we've got napoleonic code over here so it's uh right. it's all civil law but i do think if i recall you're a community property state yes we are yes we okay. are yeah uh that is like one thing I will give my uh, my ex-wife, well, at least we got the community property thing figured out. Oh, that's good. So. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not much. To, I mean, well, there can be much to it. So generally, if, if you're doing things, you know, uh, normal, basically, if anything you require during marriage, during marriage, while you're um, domiciled in whatever state is community property, meaning each of you have a ex ha equal present existing one half interest in the property. Sometimes that can get tricky though when stuff's commingled and yeah. there needs to be tracings done, um, which is actually what I like to do. Uh, I'd rather do that every day for the rest of my life than the custody stuff, but. <laughs> yeah, custody is just gonna be messy no matter how you slice it or dice it. It sucks, I feel terrible. Yeah. Luckily we got that figured out too with my uh, with oh, my good. kids. So, I mean, that's. As far as like all of the like the big stuff that most people worry about during divorces, we kind of figured it out because uh, right at the very beginning, I said, uh, yeah, all of our conversations are just going to be about progressing the divorce. Good. If we sit here and try to bicker and argue about who was wrong and who was right, we're never going to get anywhere. Do you guys have no fault divorce? We do not have no fault divorce. Oh, intriguing. Yeah, uh, at least as far as I know. I think there's like open and shut cases. Like my mom's divorce was very easy because my dad just up and left. 
Uh-huh. And they had like 30 days that he had to answer an ad in the paper. He didn't right. do it. So it was like judges like, all right, no problem. Signed. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only one I've seen is we helped, um, we helped somebody who was from Virginia and had the guy that she had an affair with oh. was living in California. So we had to do the depositions to help. And I was yeah. like, I don't understand why we're doing this. And they're like, well, Virginia's not no fault. So infidelity um, affects your ability to get spousal support, which commonly yeah. known as alimony. We called spousal support in California. Yeah. Um, so, but we're a no fault state. Yeah. Uh, I think California was probably the first no fault state if I, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Uh, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I know New York surprisingly was like one of the later ones. Um, it was like one of the last ones to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, like, I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we were. Yeah. Like Louisiana is like, uh, infidelity, um, like abandonment. Those are like the open and shut, uh, divorce cases. Right. Cause like, if you, if you cheat on the spouse, it's pretty much, yeah, you're about to get taken for a ride. Like most of your income is going to get taken away. If there's kids, you're going to be paying for those kids. They're not going to have much time with you, that type of stuff. So, they, I mean, they really hammer people who cheat. So does so. infidelity affect uh, custody? I, I think it does, actually. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Nice. I was... Because uh, just because you're a cheater doesn't mean you're a bad dad. Very true. Very true. Um, like, um, if you do you remember once the Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson case? Was that the cop that threw her down the stairs or something like that? No, that no, that's a, that guy's last name is Peterson too. I think. Okay, yeah, that's the reason. I, I knew there was like a couple of different Peterson murders. <laughs> so when I first moved to Cal the Bay Area in California, which is the San Francisco Bay Area, yeah. um, I moved in 2002, and there was this case of this girl who disappeared eight months pregnant on Christmas Eve. They ended up finding her body in the Bay. Yeah. Um, she dumped in the Berkeley Marina, and and the, the kid uh, expelled from her. Um, in the water. So um, the husband got tried for both wow. of them. But only recently did they um, take that case back to court. And I think it was to, he was sentenced to death. I think they adjusted his sentence to life without parole and said it was inappropriate for them to spend so much time going into the affair issue because just because you're a cheater doesn't mean you're a murderer. Of course, you know, you could say it goes to motive, but you yeah. don't have to prove motive in a, to prove someone guilty. But yeah, I was just interesting. Yeah, that was. Uh, I want to say that that the two Peterson murders like happened kind of like around each other, or at least within a few years of each other. Is probably the reason why I get them confused all the time. Oh wait, is the Peterson one you're talking about where he pushed someone went down the stairs, and then there was like a theory that. Um, the scratches in her head were from an owl. Yeah, something. It was something like to that effect. I don't know. I don't know the truth on that one. But that one, because uh, there was multiple trials, they introduced evidence that he was bisexual and was communicating with his male lover. And they ended up appealing it and taking it back because they said, you know, that's not evidence. It's prejudicial. Or that's not great evidence. It's pre more prejudicial than probative. Right. So they, they sent that back. I don't know if that guy's in jail or not. I don't know. Yeah, that was a that was kind of a weird one. That's what I, I get those two mixed up all the time because they both had like the last name Peterson. I think that guy was like Michael Peterson or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Scott Peterson they had uh, they had like a TV movie about it too. Oh yeah, they've done tons of those. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love because that. the the mistress 
he hadn't told the mistress that she was a mistress. So she finds out when his wife is missing is all over the news and she video uh, videotapes, uh, audio tapes, their phone calls and stuff. Um, and she was like the star witness. So it was like really juicy, especially up in California here. Yeah. Oh, I bet you that was all kinds of uh scuttlebutt about that one. So <laughs> you talk to Amber anybody. Fry. I will never forget her name. Her name was Amber Fry. She was like a yoga teacher or a masseuse or something like that. Because of course she was. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't that hot though. The wife was hotter. No offense to her. No offense. Yeah. Yeah. That also happened to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He like knocked up the, uh, the cleaning lady and she was, yeah. Well, have you seen that movie clip floating around? It might be a movie. It's, or it could be a TV thing. It's like British people. And she's like, so is she skinnier than me? Is she prettier than me? Is she younger than me? And so if she's not, then why can't it just be me? And he goes, she's nicer than you. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's all over Twitter. Uh, no, I haven't actually seen that. I, I, I am terminally online, but I guess not that terminal. <laughs> I keep seeing it because it makes me, every time I like want to get mad at somebody, like a man, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that one. The one that they're screaming, she's nicer than you at. Yeah, there was a, there's an old joke that I like to tell. It's like eager will be pretty any day of the week. So makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm not a guy though, but <laughs> Yeah, it's just been it's just been uh it's just been kind of fun dealing with the whole uh divorce court and everything else and uh it's like h- how slow it goes sometimes. It gets a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah. I was like, "Can you please just sign the paperwork so I could be done with this?" Yeah, so do you guys have a thing where like they won't grant you a divorce unless you've been separated for a certain amount of time? Yeah, because we have kids, even though they're adopted, uh, it's still considered children of the marriage. So we have to wait a year, uh, which that has been up uh, for like a good four months now. So oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So if there was no kids, it's only six months uh, can be as less as three, as long as both of them have like their shit together. And they just basically go before the judge is like, look, we've done this. We've done this. We're, we're, we're ready. You just sign the paperwork right. and we're done. Well, that's not too bad. California is six months as well. Six months. Yeah. You can submit a judgment um, for divorce. Like if you guys had agreed on everything and submitted the judgment, you can submit it as soon as you want, but you will stay legally married. The status of your marriage won't get terminated for until six months after you've served uh, the petition on the person. So you can be divorced, but not like legally divorced for, you know, six months. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, and being libertarians and one, you know, anarchist over here, uh, it's like the state definitely shouldn't have any place in this is kind of where I come down on it because it's at the end of the day, it's private contract. Mm-hmm. Sure. Lawyers can be involved because right. you know, there's, there's always going to be a place for people to argue on behalf of somebody else. So, yeah, I mean, I think people in the way I would envision it working is basically people would go in and they would say, okay, we're going to, essentially how you would do if you were going to have a prenup, but like a little bit different and say, okay, this is, this is the type of legal principles we want to provide. So you could say, even though I live in California, I could say, I don't want to do community property. I want us to keep everything separate, which is what most people in California do when they get a prenup. Um, And I want, uh, so I want everything that we buy when we're married. I want it to be considered this way, or you could be in a state that's not community property, like New Jersey is one I know is not, and say, no, we're going to treat everything as 50-50. You work all that stuff out beforehand, and then 
if you need to have lawyers, you know, they it's basic contract law. When you do contracts, um, like at the high level, you are doing choice of law clauses. Like the people can have contracts, um, somebody from Minnesota and someone from Texas, and you can say, we want to try this in New Hampshire. Like you can do that. So why can't we do that with a marriage? I would feel like that would be the best way to do things. Yeah. And it also clears the air. And uh, one big indicator that the, the state is basically just kind of losing this argument is how fast mediation and arbitration is uh, growing as an industry. Yeah, well, it, the funny thing is, we always say to people who get prenups, um, it's better to work this stuff out now while you like each other than yeah. when you hate each other. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the times these prenups are just really financial based. But if you really wanted to, you can make a full on contract about certain things in your marriage that maybe you find out beforehand that you guys shouldn't get married. And that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Like, say, I expect that, you know, if you're going to stay at home, um, then I'm going to, and we break up, you know, you're going to have primary custody of the kids because you're, you've been used to doing that and I'll support you for X amount of times. Um, and you might say, well, hold on. Like, I don't want it. I don't want you to assume that I'm going to stay home with the kids. Okay. Well, we shouldn't get married. Yeah. Yeah. yeah prenups definitely solve a lot of problems. Uh, unfortunately, also because I, I get one. <laughs> it's many of the women that I've represented who come out and have been stay at home moms for a certain period. Uh, it's the classic thing. They always say, you know, he and I discussed it and he said, yeah, quit your job, stay at home with the kids. And then the man's always like, no, we never, she just decided to do it. And it would be cool <laughs> to have that in a contract beforehand, but it never is. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's what kind of one of those where you just kind of look at me and say, well, that's great. Did we sign anything and put a notary to it? <laughs> no. I mean, then we just, you know, have an evidentiary trial on, um, you know, the circumstances we figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, so it, even if the if the state goes away tomorrow, we're still going to need lawyers. That's the, that's just the the long and the short of it. I mean, really. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, have you ever read Anarchy in the Law? It's a great book. Uh, was that another uh, Kinsella one, or is that? Uh, no, it's um, Edward Stringham. I I don't think I have. I know I read uh, one. Uh, that had uh, that Kinsella had wrote. Maybe it might have been like a few articles, but yeah, that was Kinsella. Kinsella might talk mostly about um, IP stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know I, he's working on a a, a book about legal theory, you know, from the libertarian uh, point of view too. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah, I'm super interested in all that stuff because I'm not trying to get myself out of the job here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think I you guys like, will still be needed. Of course. I feel like a lot of more contracts and stuff is going to be between people and, you know, any sort of voluntary organization. I feel like if you're, you know, if it's going to really work and you want to preserve all your rights within it, you got to have these contracts to say, yep. you know, give you a recourse, remedies and all that jazz and define the terms of your voluntary relationship. Yep. Uh, can't it can't hurt getting everything signed on a piece of paper having a witness saying hey i saw you guys sign this you know so. yeah uh so tell me what is some of the like the weirdest divorce cases you've gone through I'm gonna delve into the into the jokey stuff <laughs> okay um i used to have like a really good answer for this one but now i've had so many more that i'm like oh god <laughs> i'm now trying to picture um, oh my god okay so 
I had this one. Oh, it was so bad. Okay. So, you know, California is no fault. Right. But right. God. Okay. So this guy, his wife uh, had breast cancer. So we represented the guy, his wife had breast cancer. Um, he, she gets a mastectomy. He goes out and cheats and he hires a bunch of hookers and she follows them to of the motel course. and records um, them outside. And she uses the fact that the hookers call him daddy um, as evidence as to why he shouldn't have alone time with the kids, with the daughter. Um, she uses the fact that the porn he likes has girls with shaved vaginas as the reason why he might be a molester. Uh. Um, and then she sets him up on something called a dirty DUI scheme. This was like a big scandal. What they did is they hired um, this private investigator to follow people to bars. And um, they had like, you know, honeypot type chicks to be like, ooh, come have a threesome with us in our hot tub. And so the guy's like, oh, I can't drive. And she's like, well, we only have a two-seat convertible, so... He has to drive, and then the cop is also on the take and oh, pulls him over like immediately, and he gets the dirty DUI. Um, they ended up getting thrown out, but it was just uh, she. <laughs> she was one of the big um, main. I think he was the main, first one that they figured out that they did, and the the cop who did it got a gun and a couple bags of coke, and everyone else got like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, dude, that's all it took to get you to do that. That's crazy that one was pretty crazy yeah oh god it's amazing Uh, how cheap people can be to swing one way or the other you know oh yeah and i mean she would go to her grave like saying that she didn't set him up but there was so much evidence that she did um but they weren't able to fully finish taking her to trial until the divorce was finished Mm. um and then i ended up leaving that firm so i actually don't even know how that ended up going (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man just the links that people will go to just to screw over somebody else you know that's oh i mean if you think about the what i'm one thing i will say is i've seen um and apparently studies bear this out i haven't actually looked at them but i've heard it repeated is that uh and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pick on the men here a little bit is that men are the more likely to cheat or leave you when you're sick um, yeah. So I would love to say that that was the only cancer cheating scandal I've seen, but it's not. I've seen many. No. Um, and it's a, funny. I don't know why that is. There's a very famous case of uh, Newt Gingrich like went into the hospital bed where his wife was to make her sign paperwork for the divorce. Scumbag. Yeah, I mean he's already the worst because he's Newt Gingrich, yeah, he's the but worst. you know. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Ooh. Yeah. Some people, I mean, man, some people have no shame. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also happened to my mom, too. She had a hysterectomy, and then, uh, you know, dad went out and found, uh, you know, fat uh, postal workers in Illinois to go hang out with. So. <laughs> but a hysterectomy just means she can't have kids anymore. It doesn't mean she can't have sex anymore. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Hey. Right. Who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was one of those things. It was just, just like... You know, and then I'll, you know, I was like, so you're cheating on my mom with a fat postal worker who looks like Mimi from uh, the Drew Carey show. What? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, pick like a 20 year old cheerleader or something. 
Right. That's a really good um, reference for anybody who's like not a teenager to get <laughs> Mimi from Drew Carey. I see it immediately. Yes, Mimi Bobek. That's hilarious. Well, you you did say can what is it? Eager over pretty or something? Yeah, eager beats pretty any day. So hey, <laughs> well, that's like one of my favorite comedians, Artie Lang, was like talking about Bill Clinton cheating on. Um, or Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. So he was like, when you learn that and this guy risks the most powerful office in the world, like we were like, oh, I can't wait to see this chick. She's got to be unbelievable. And then it was like, nope. Monica Lewinsky, who I personally think is a, is a nice looking girl. Um, she's she's not, not bad. Would she's not bad. Yeah. There, there could she's have been She's not what worse. you expect if you think you're going to see like Pamela Anderson, Carmen Electra. No. Monica but yeah. I think she's cute. Yeah, I mean, she was she's okay. She was like a uh, probably like a six or a seven. You know, that's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad at all. Six, seven, isn't that like the sweet spot? Sevens for guys, like the yeah, you really, eight, yeah, you really want like yeah, the chick next door type of look. You don't want supermodel hot because they've always got mental problems and uh, right, and it's going to be constant like attention-seeking behavior and things like oh, that. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 Yeah, there was a, uh, there was a guy uh, not too long ago who did this hot, crazy matrix. That's uh, like oh, yeah, the harder they it. are, the crazier they are. And it's like, and if you there's, can find one that's very hot and not crazy, that's the unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it's funny. Like, I remember the first time I got called a seven, I was actually really stoked about it. <laughs> And then I think about it and I'm like, man, some of my friends are like eights and nines. And I was like, seven. Yes. I, I did it. And also, uh, shame on the guy because you're not supposed to tell the chicks where they no. rate on the scale. Okay. So <laughs> I was with the guy I was seeing at the time and his neighbor came over and was like, oh, what are you getting into? And he goes, you got a seven right here. And I was like, <laughs> he was like an older guy too. It was weird. But hey. That, that is a little weird. He's supposed to he's weird. supposed to know better. I was insanely flattered. But I'm also <laughs> that girl who likes to be catcalled. <laughs> oh, you're one of the weirdos. Oh, yeah, no. I love it. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> and I'm also the one who's like, if they're not catcalling me, what is wrong? <laughs> oh, man. I want to say there was like this... Um... It's like this old movie where this this lady, she's like all buttoned up and she's got a lot of clothes on and everything because it's New York City and it's the wintertime. And she goes by a construction site. And they're not catcalling her at all. And then she goes home and she complains to her mom. She's like, oh, I just walked by the construction site and the guys didn't whistle or anything. And then she goes, you turn around, get get this dress on and go back out there. And so she got she got a little bit sluttier, walked back out there, and then she got all the catcalls and came home and yeah, felt better. Me. That's me. I mean, like, it can be very creepy, but uh, the last couple times I've been catcalled in a creepy way, Bugsy was with me, so nobody's going to approach a chick with a pit bull. No, no. Yeah, Bugsy yeah. will uh, bite their face. So, I mean, he he might do it. I, he's not aggressive, but he's a scaredy cat, so. Yeah. That's actually what well, I found uh, with uh, most pit bulls. I mean, they're they're sweet as pie. I mean, it's like and it, anything really does happen that's like hiding behind mommy or daddy's legs. Right. Yeah, so. he's scaredy cat, but he's his thing is like I'm scared of spiders. So when I see a spider, I'm like staring at it the whole time because I'm like I need to know where it is. That's right. kind of how he is with people that he's scared of, and he'll like run up to them to bark at them, and they're like, "Why?" It's like, "Why don't you just stay away from them if you're scared?" But he's like, "No, I I want you to go away, so I'm gonna <laughs> like approach you." So you know we have to be careful on our walks. 
Yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably not the first time that he's probably uh, startled somebody. <laughs> I know. But I like when, I mean, I walk sometimes at like four or five in the morning around my neighborhood. I also live in an insanely safe neighborhood. But yeah. um, I'm, I know I'm fine because, again, Bugsy. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's definitely not true out of uh, most uh, California residencies out there. <laughs> no. Uh, this is why I don't live in cities. Yeah. Uh, folks, if you haven't gotten the clue yet, you need to leave the cities to rot. Just pack up, move away. I like to be within like a half an hour to an hour of a city. An hour is even like a stretch. Yeah. But it's funny because I actually barely go to the city, but I just like the option. Yeah. Like, oh, if I need like, you know, fine dining or like the Louis Vuitton store right. or my hair or whatever, I'll go in. But otherwise, stay away from it. Yeah, I mean, they do. Gross. Yeah, they do have something to offer. Like, there's a, a few things that you can go there for. I could never live in one. That's just, you know, it's like where I live now. It's like basically just on the outskirts of the of the city. It's like I, if I wanted land? to be downtown, I could be like 15 minutes away. So are you in like the swampy area of Louisiana? No, I'm in Baton Rouge. That's not as I've never been there. Yeah, most people haven't. <laughs> I only went to Louisiana once and it was when I was in Gulfport, Mississippi for a horse show. I used to ride horses competitively and nice. we crossed into Louisiana. I think we were near New Orleans. I don't remember though. Yeah. That might've been uh, Jefferson Parish. Yeah. Like Bell Chase, that type of place. I really liked Gulfport, Mississippi, but I found out later that like Mississippi is terrible to live in, I guess, but I liked it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not great. I don't like I really like driving through it either. It's like once I pass into Alabama, it's like, okay, this is better. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I remember it did get like great when there was rain, it was like really crazy there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, raining down here like, in Gomez is is no joke. People are really nice in the south. Of course. Of course. I like that. I like the friendliness like when somebody it's crazy because like when somebody when I'm walking down the street and like these are my neighbors, right? I'm walking down the street with my dog or something, and someone looks at me square in the face and says, like, good morning or something. I'm almost like, oh, wait, what happened? I always say good morning back, but then I'm walking away, and I'm like, why did they do that? <laughs> You're questioning you know, because it. That's, that's just how California is. It's, yeah. It's, people are fine here, but they're, they're not, like, you know, nobody's really in a hurry to get to know the people surrounding them. Yeah. And uh, Southern California has a particular problem. It's like, why are they being nice to me? What do they want? Yes. type of attitude <laughs> somebody pointed out to me when you meet people from southern california especially la they'll say instead of nice to meet you they'll say nice to see you right because they don't know if they've met you before right and somebody did that to me once and i was like oh, we haven't met before <laughs> yeah this is the first time you're seeing me but yeah it was interesting yeah we have those phrases too down here in the south uh bless bless your heart it's like it a means. fuck you right yeah, it's pretty much just like, oh, you're stupid, but I'm going to be Bless nice to your, your face. Heart. Bless your heart. I like uh, that. Another one is the, uh, well, isn't that nice if you like totally just disagree with somebody, but you don't want to be an asshole about it. <laughs> See, I like that. Do you, do you eat gator? Gator? Yes, I have ate gator before. Is it good? Of course it's good. Does it yeah. really taste like chicken? No, it tastes like gator. Oh, it's got a totally man. different texture. I've, I've shot gator before I was lucky enough to go out on a gator hunt when I was, uh, I think I was 19 at the time. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. 
I saw a video um, of some guys cooking up gator in like this big fucking like that of gator yeah. stuff. I don't know when they were putting it. It looked so. I never thought that I would want to eat it, but the way they cooked it looked so good. I was like, Yeah, I'm trying to. If I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, typically we uh, we do the tail because that's where you just get the most amount of meat from. Uh, so yeah, they uh, usually just chunk it and then uh, either they deep fry it in uh, cornmeal or uh, you can just like grill it straight and just do it blackened with the seasoning oh, and everything on it. That sounds good. Comes out really good. And we got um, so many gators they, down here, it's like, it's not even funny. Are they big down there or like not as big as Florida gators? The Florida gators actually found her a little bit smaller. Uh, oh my God. Like <laughs> the, the biggest one I've ever heard of was 14 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. For the most part, you'll run into anywhere between six and 10. Like a day? Oh, a feet. Yeah. Six to 10 feet. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was in West Palm Beach, Florida once uh, for another horse thing. And um, we were staying at like a hotel. uh, And it was not close to what I would appear to be anything swampy, but just saw one just walking across the parking lot. And I was like, Oh, for real? Okay, they're really like that here. Okay. It wasn't yeah, they, big. Gators in Florida, they have this air of, I, I don't give a fuck. I am walking right. over there. I don't care if this is your pool. <laughs> I kind of I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like in Louisiana, it's pretty much, uh, you know, if, if you find a gator somewhere near your property, it's because you're probably backed up to a bayou or something, and they're just looking for somewhere to warm to lay down. When you shoot them, like, do they do they explode or are they just sort of like regular? <laughs> no, typically it's actually done with a twenty-two of all things, oh, okay. a very very just small bullet. But there's like a little spot that's about that big, and it's on the back of their head. So when you go gator hunting, you're trying to get at least part of them near the boat so that you can shoot them there, because they also don't want to ruin the skin because that's also a very valuable part too. Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the, the funniest make, thing stuff out of it. Yeah. They, uh, they get that off to the, to the tannery so they can make leather and stuff out of it. The funniest thing wow. I ever watched was a Cajun guy and a guy from France who came down to buy gator skins for, I think it was boots or purses or something back in France. The two are speaking French to each other. Cajun French is so different right. from like French from France that uh, the two just weren't understanding each other. And then the guy from France was upset that this Cajun guy was just completely destroying the language. I mean, I, I speak French pretty well and uh, I can't understand. I can't understand Cajun people when they speak English. Yeah. That, that's the other thing. It's I've lived down here long enough. I, yeah. I've lived down here long enough. I don't need subtitles with them anymore, but uh, it yeah, has, the, it's like not Southern though. It's almost like it has like a, almost like a, like a new york something to it it's like a oh yeah in in new orleans they they call that yet uh Ooh. yeah that's the just because of the italians and the germans that they got brought over to dig canals and shipbuilding and stuff so they kind of form their mm-hmm. own little language uh so yeah it's just called yet and uh it does kind of sound like brooklyn ish yeah if you're not really paying attention yeah, like in the water boy, like they're not like there's no like drawl. It's like <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, we get uh, like we get it. 
like up in northern Louisiana. So anything north of I-10, we just call them Yankees. So it's. <laughs> Where's Baton Rouge? Baton Rouge is right on I-10. So it's like is in it Baton right? Rouge, it actually splits and goes down to uh, goes down to New Orleans because, of course, you have to have a road going down there. Otherwise, it's just going to take you straight across to Jacksonville. Wait a minute. Jacksonville what? Florida. That's oh, where I-10 ends. Okay. It starts in Los Angeles and it ends in Jacksonville. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it goes all the way across the country. <laughs> Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Not a fun 39, 40-hour drive. Oh, have you done, from you've done it? Yeah, Los Angeles to uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I've done it before. <laughs> I've also done Baton Rouge all the way up to Seattle once, too. That was, that was also Ew. Seattle, gross. <laughs> I've never actually been, but... I don't want to. You you hear stories? <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I mean, I've been to Portland and. Eh, that's kind of like Seattle light. <laughs> I know. It's, I totally believable that they're like fully run by Antifa now. <laughs> well, it was actually uh, during that whole mess. Like there was just like a few blocks of uh, downtown Portland that were like that. Everywhere else is like, um, we need to hurry up and move out of here. So they all started moving east. Yeah, my friend, my best friend from college, she lived in a town called Lake Oswego, which is like the really, really, really rich people. Yeah. Um, and I think that at one point Antifa was like, we need to start going to there and fucking up their stuff. And she yeah, was course. like, oh, no. <laughs> their, their whole eat the rich thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're like, why are we fucking up our own neighborhoods? Good point. But then yeah. like, let's go fuck up the rich neighborhoods. Not good point. Right. Right. Yeah, it gets pretty wild. Uh, yeah, Seattle. um it rains most of the year. I think they yeah. get something on the order of like 120 inches of rain every year. Yeah. Louisiana gets like 60 to, to put it oh. in perspective. Yeah. I think the Bay Area, We, I mean, if we get 20, I don't know. I'd be surprised. <laughs> we only, we rain from maybe, maybe late November through early March or that was weird actually. So maybe late November, usually till maybe mid February, but this year it went into early March. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing I will say about like the San Francisco Bay area, it's like constantly windy and it's very chilly outside, even during the summertime. I, that's what I like about it. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like that. Um, you know, it can be really, really fucking hot during the day, but then at the night it goes down and like, I could go out, you know, wearing one of these in July at yeah. nighttime. Yeah. That's kind of great. Um, as a kid, I lived in uh, Nevada, which is the high desert. Okay. So like during the day it could be up to a hundred degrees, but at night it will dip down into the fifties. It's what part it's... of Nevada? Oh, Reno, Reno. Do you pronounce it Nevada or Nevada? That's how every Nevadan pronounced Nevada. Okay. Nevada. <laughs> so... Okay everywhere else i this has always been the funniest thing oh you lived in nevada i was like please don't put any stink on it it's just nevada <laughs> yeah i find when i say um reno it's easier to say reno nevada but mm -hmm. like normally i would want to just say nevada but i'm gonna get that yeah it's just really funny it was like every time i see it it was like oh man i don't know why you guys are mispronouncing it so bad did you go to reno uh, no, not for the convention. I was, uh, let's see that, that year. Yeah. I think I had just moved back from Dallas back to Baton Rouge. I couldn't afford to go anywhere. I couldn't even go to Childerberg that year. It sucked. 
Oh man. Yeah. It's the same weekend, right? Childerberg? Yeah, it's uh, Memorial Day weekend. Memorial uh, Day weekend. Are you going yeah. this year? I am. Of course I'm going. I'm one of the OGs. My friend, you know Alex Hatch. Do you know her? Yes, I know Alex Hatch. She'll be good. I think she'll be going. Yeah, she was there last year. Uh, she was also at the Tom Wood thing, so I, I got to give her a big old hug when I got yeah, to meet her in person best. for the first time. I love her. She's like the nicest person in the world. Yeah. No, she's great. Uh, we had a, a little uh, text message uh, spat not too long ago about me blocking people's numbers <laughs> from the dating sites. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah. I, uh, I just got back on the dating site recently. Not the site. I did the app. I'm sorry. Uh, I did one of the apps. I did the Bumble. Oh, you did the uh, Bumble because you get to you get to contact them first. I don't like that. It's really hard. I sympathize. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, that one's kind of a strange one. I I, I was on there, and uh, you would sit there and match with somebody, and then I guess they don't think that they have to message first. So you're just like well, sitting they, there. You run out of time. Yeah, it's got a awesome. 24 hour time limit on it. I know, and I'm like, ah. Oh, sometimes I don't check it for like five days. I forget. I forget that it's on my phone because I put it like on the last page in the back yeah. of a fucking folder. Yeah. Although I will give that one credit. It seems like its algorithm is a little bit better than some of the others. Oh really? Yeah. So like, Which if I like, oh, I was on all of them at one point. Plenty of fish is the worst. There was so is many that scammer. One free? No, that one's not free. Uh, that one had so many scammers, uh, so many bots on it. It was just ridiculous. Baton Rouge is not a big town. So uh -huh. I pretty much know that if there's one chick on one dating app, she's going to show up on another. But on Plenty of Fish, you see like all the, the typical like Asian females that follow all of us guys on uh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, they're obviously oh, yeah. a scammer, right? And so the, the, the accounts would just be nothing but those. And you'd be like, ah. I've gotten texts from a few of those lovely ladies before. Yeah, I had one today. It was like, oh, do you like rugby or football? And I was like, I would prefer my DMs not be filled up with uh, scamming vermin like you. It's, <laughs> I, she had the one girl, she texted me. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how she got my num phone number. And she was like, I don't know, we were fucking with her for a while. She, I mean, obviously it was a bot, but yeah. Yeah, no, I guess it gets kind of fun. Uh, it's really funny. It's like, uh, they all like... Uh, oh, I'm a fashion designer. I was like, oh, they got fashion designers in Bro Bridge, Louisiana. I, I had no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because that's like, if you're not like a smart, well, that's that's a mean thing to say. If you're not like a, uh, because it's not true. Also, that was me being yeah. elitist for a moment. Um, if you're not like a, a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever, 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 but you want to have some prestige, you're like, oh, I'm a fashion designer. I'm an interior designer, a designer right. of some kind. I'm an influencer. Oh yes, influencer. That's that's the latest buzz. Yeah. Yeah. I can claim designer status too because that's really my job. So. What do you do? Oh, I am a uh, residential and commercial uh, civil site designer. So like the parking Ooh. lot, all of the drainage, all of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much swipe uh, that way, the wrong way, on anybody who says entrepreneur. That I'm means like, I'm unemployed unemployed yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i've seen a few of those i've seen a few of those yeah. uh my favorite are all of the chicks that take pictures with in every single one of their pictures there's a beer in their hand that used to be me i was like it's like okay i get it you're you're kind of a party animal but it's every picture including one where you're sitting in your living room that was actually like <laughs> i i've been sober for almost five years now but um before that 
there was like a couple years before where I was thinking about it. And I remember one of the things uh, that made me think that was when I was on Tinder and guys would be like, so what, what are your hobbies? And I'd be like going out drinking. <laughs> oh shit. Like that's the only thing I have to say. Oh my God. Maybe I should get a hobby. And I didn't, I didn't no. get a hobby, but I did quit drinking. You did. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I have not. Well, you shouldn't, yeah. unless you have to. <laughs> Nobody likes I, I, Twitter. Nobody likes me for being a quitter. No, that's that's fine. I'm actually I celebrate it every time I say it. Like randos on Twitter is like, oh, I'm celebrating 400 days of sobriety. I'm just like, dude, that's fucking great. That's yeah, awesome. it's great. It's funny though because so many people will like say that to you. They'll be like, oh, that's so good for you, and then like crack open a beer, and I'm like, why are you congratulating me as if it's like a really great thing, but you don't want to do it yourself? It's kind of a weird thing. I don't want everybody to do it. Yeah, I, but it's just funny when you they're like, oh man, that's amazing. I like I. I wish I could do that. And it's like, but you, no, you don't. No, no. Cause you would, if you did. Yeah. It, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I've gone like long stretches without drinking anything. And mm -hmm. cause for me, it's not really a problem. I have like a few, uh, every week, you know, it's mm -hmm. like just a here and there, uh, last Childerberg was bad because I finished almost an entire bottle of Jameson orange by myself. And, uh, it was, <laughs> it was not good. Oh my stomach hurts. Yeah, I didn't even know they made an orange version. Oh, yes. Yes. It's very orange flavored. And unfortunately, because of that, it goes down very, very easy. It was funny. Like, I didn't miss drinking for, like, the first – like, I missed the, like, partying aspect of it. Yeah, you're having fun while the, you're doing it. The yeah. actual alcohol until I was out to lunch with my brothers. Um, and we were at some place that had amazing craft beer. And I just, like – I was like, ooh, that is what I miss. Like a nice, super cold craft beer. Right. Like that's an alcohol that I did enjoy to drinking. Yeah. For me, it's like beer was just like one of those things where you would just crack a cold one open like every, uh, just about every night. You'd have a couple and then just put it down. Yeah. See, I never put it down when I started. <laughs> that, that would definitely be a problem. I was like, oh, I've had one. I need to have 20. Yeah. Tiger tailgating down here when we do a uh, football season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. You can get out there to the, uh, to your spot out there next to the stadium. You can set up at like eight o'clock in the morning and start cracking open beers at that point. And by three 30 in the afternoon, you realize you probably drank way too much and you're just so like, why did they get rid of coach? O? I don't understand. I loved him. Uh, probably because he was I think you had like a little bit of an affair with uh, somebody, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, do you yeah. guys like Brian Kelly? He's been kind of a mixed bag. He mm -hmm. showed up into town. We're all like, it's the Notre Dame coach. He's, yeah. he's not going to understand sec defense. I have no idea why this guy's here. And then his first press conference, he tried putting on this fake Southern accent. Mm. And it was just, I was like, no, no, don't code switch. Nobody likes that. <laughs> We know what you're doing. So a good friend of mine up here, um, who's the chair of the uh, LP California, he's a Notre Dame fan. And I watched a couple games with him and I was like, I never could get into college football. Right. And because um, my school didn't have one. And then it just never happened for me, even though I love football. Um, and I realized I was like, oh, my God. But I, I, could, I could watch SEC games and a couple of the Big Ten games are fine, but mostly SEC games. And then yeah. I was watching these Notre Dame games with him. And I'm like, there is no defense. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, people are walking into the end zone. Like, it's disgusting. And that's why I feel like I don't like college football. <laughs> yeah. SEC is uh, something completely different. Like, our defensive lines are all fast. You know, they're amazing. They, yeah. And they're big guys, too. But uh, it's like Big Ten back in the day. You just got a couple of corn fed, you know, farm boys out there to the, like yeah. block a block a runner. And when you yeah. weigh 350 pounds, no one's running into you and going to continue. You know, well, it's always we, like they always are like, why can't um, certain types of quarterbacks translate into the NFL? And I'm like, because they've never had like a 30 year old <laughs> uh, fully formed defensive lineman who can run like a four or five coming yeah. at them. It's just like they're not used to it. And it's funny, too, because when the big defensive stars get drafted first, unless they're like in the secondary somewhere there, you're usually not hearing about them that first couple of years, like all the time, the way you would if it was like a quarterback or a running back right. or whatever. But they end up doing really well usually. But it's just like it's one of those things where like you have to grow up to be a really good defender. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's not an easy position to play either. No. So it's like, uh, it's, you know, they had plays that they had to run uh, too, especially if they uh, spot how they line up. Uh, there's things that you can look for in the quarterback. Like if he's looking to his left a little bit too much, you kind of know that he's going to looking for a passer over there. Uh, and all quarterbacks have like their favorite passer that they want to run to. And it, it's just, it gets like, you can get really deep in the weeds about stuff. Yeah. And like watching football for me is like really boring. Cause as soon as I see how they line up and I was like, Oh, he's going to uh, pass it to the right. He's got the option to hand off, you know, <laughs> that type yeah. of stuff. I was like, yeah, defense is going to run a little uh, spear right here, see if they can uh, stop the runner from passing the line, that type of stuff. I love football so much. Yeah. That's I, a, but then my friend my friend did point out to me, he's like, because he likes soccer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's the worst. And he pointed out to me, did you know that the, the stat is the ball is only in play in your average NFL game an average of 10 or 11 minutes? That sounds about right. Yeah, that was upsetting when I found that out. And then I real I was like starting to pay attention. I was like, "Oh, he's right. Oh my god, why do I love this so much?" Ooh, <laughs> I, I do. I love it. Yeah, a lot of it is uh, set up, and then you know, if you're running the ball, it's it might only be out there for like maybe twenty seconds at a time. Right, and then you got that fucking thirty second play clock that destroyed the Eagles Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, unless you're. Uh, yeah, unless you're uh, certain quarterbacks from the uh, from the Patriots, where you make little symbols and then they pump up the uh, the play clock up back up to 25 seconds. Man, yeah, it's funny like how obvious that they fucking are with Brady. But I I like Brady. Of course you like Brady. He's a pretty boy. Oh, I hated him. No, no, I don't like him because of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I I like him just because he's really good at football. I feel like. <laughs> He is. Which is he a crazy is. thing to say, I know. No, but he, uh, I hated him for a while because of the Eagles Super Bowl in 2005. Yeah. Uh, but then I had to give it to him. Now, Tom Brady is actually a very good quarterback. Uh, there's a reason why he's been in there, even into his 40s. You know, I think he's and like, he's what? funny. Yeah, he is kind of funny. He, you know, he's trying stand-up. Oh, I didn't know that. that he's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of funny in his interviews. Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard uh, that he is actually actively seeking a stand-up comedy career post-football Gronk too I think and that is not a good idea and I, I love Gronk no you don't put Gronk That's with not... a microphone anywhere no he should go and just like 
ah, like get people like that and then go like you don't try to talk and be funny perfect job for gronk post football game show host something like that and even that is kind of stretching it a little bit again like it used to be like when people would say like oh what's your type i'd be like rob gronkowski that is my type <laughs> but like watching him um take over uh on the fox for i don't remember who he's taking over for sean payton maybe i don't remember no i don't know uh whoever but he he's so dumb it's like it's hard to still be attracted to him <laughs> As soon as he opened his mouth, I realized his IQ and it was just and I, when I see him on the commercials and he was so like not funny. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> just like stand there. Yeah. Yeah. Before everybody calls like bullshit on that one, I'm going to have to look it up. Tom Brady stand up. Yeah. So I'm, I want to say I heard to... heard about it and it was like, it's like that can't be real. You know, uh, oh, a yeah. lot of people think that like there are people who think that if you're like the funny guy at work. That you should try oh stand-up. yeah there's there's a bunch of that i used to do stand-up back in the early 2000s and we had oh, yeah. tons of dudes that would come in and then just like oh you're you're trying i i see you're the funny guy at the office and they're like yeah, yeah. i was like yeah i've had a few guys say that to me and i think it's just because they were trying to like flatter me but i was also like dude being yeah. like funny here we go cbs news boston I... oh no <laughs> updated february 28th yeah. No, 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 no. Today in the land of bad ideas, Tom Brady is considering a new career in comedy. Well, it's good that uh, most people are saying that. And not, I, although I feel like he might be the guy who's like, oh, they're saying that. Well, I'm going <laughs> to go prove him wrong. Yeah. I, I, I really hope that he is funny and actually writes jokes. Uh, so Gossip website Radar Online reported that Brady has drawn up a game plan for a new career in stand-up comedy to keep himself busy in his post-playing days. Mm. Uh, i'd be interested i mean he's funny he seems funny like off the cuff sometimes like he's a shit talker with a straight face and you don't expect like pretty boy to be like that so i think that's why i think he's funny i don't know if he can write a joke though i would just be interested to 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 go to one of his shows where he's like trying to work out stuff it's do you think i know there are some but it's not common that you can't be good looking and be funny like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Chris D'Elia, good looking dude. Also funny. Actually kind of also turned out to be a pederast. So. Right. Like there are, there are guys who are fine looking, but not like somebody like model. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know if that would work. Like, yeah. Cause be then you kind of get like, distracted. You know? Yeah, and it's just like your life's been too good. On that same vein, you also can't have like really hot chicks do comedy either. Right. I think there's that one girl that they always say is so funny. Um, it's like Eliza. Eliza uh, Schlesinger. Yeah. Yeah, and she's not. I it, unless someone's showing me like the worst shit she's ever done, she's not very funny to me. To me personally. Uh, there was a time where I kind of thought she was uh, she was a little funny. And then, uh, what was it? She was like hosting, uh, some kind of dating show. And then she got all like man hating there towards, oh, uh, the, in the last few do. years and definitely showing off her left wing politics a little bit more, which is always going to be a huge turnoff. So. Yeah. I don't know why people think that that's funny. It's never funny. It's, it's easy, but it's not funny. 
Like, I don't even think they think it's funny. Yeah, like if you're getting up in Los Angeles and you've got that echo chamber of the audience there, they they run. uh, It was like even like during like after 2016, everyone had a Trump joke out there. Right. And they were just like looking for claps instead of laughter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think that they think it's actually funny. I think that they're just like, I need to let you know that I'm one of you. Yeah, and they all they all basically adopted the same beat. It was like bah, 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 bah. Trump, am I right? And then you know <laughs> Oh, what are you another white male? Uh, yeah. 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 I was like, and then he turned around and you voted for Joe Biden nine times in a row. The was, oldest of the white males. Yeah. And also like the, the really funny thing about that was like, oh we hate cops. Defend the police and then they hire two of the worst cops known to man. Mrs. Officer Kamala. <laughs> yes. Wee, wee, wee. That's my Mrs. Officer. <laughs> Little Wayne. Little Wayne's from Louisiana. Right? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, we've got a few of them. Uh, let's see. It's like back in the day, we had Cash Money Records down here. Sea Murder was another one. Little Boosie. Yeah. Little Boosie. I loved Little Boosie when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, career Criminal. It's always fun because he'll okay. do shows at Southern University and sell out, and people still come to see him. So it's. Why not? Meek Mill, too, in Philly. Meek Mill is like a god in Philly. Yeah. So yeah, Southern rap is a little bit different. It's a little more lyrical. Uh, it's a little more musical. Uh, some of the uh, the East Coast and the and the West Coast stuff that they like try to do beats a little bit more. So there's yeah. differences. I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows about the hyphy movement, but this is like when I was in high school, around 2004 to 2006. Uh, that's some oh. good stuff. If you're into hip hop, oh, making me feel old. I was what? in high school in the 90s. <laughs> I'm old as fuck now. There are people who were born in 2006 who are like <laughs> fully formed human beings now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's creepy as fuck. When I, see my ki- when I see my clients, so when you do like their petitions and stuff, you have to put the date of birth of their children. And I'm seeing like 2006, like, oh, yeah, he's a senior in high school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm old. Oh, one of my one of my uh, favorite things. Uh, I was just doing a baby shower for my 18 year old nephew uh, last weekend, and his friends. One of them was wearing a Nirvana shirt, and I was like, "You weren't there. Take it off." Yeah, that's like when people in like my era were wearing like the Rolling Stones T-shirts. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm guilty of it too. I had a Led Zeppelin shirt there for a long time. I had many Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd t-shirts. I had a whole phase in college where that's like what I rocked every day. <laughs> yeah. And then you like go to think about it. It's like, all right, from the 1990s to the 1970s was only 20 years. And so I we still are. think that the 80s was 20 years ago. No, that was 40. <laughs> I know. Just stop saying that, dude. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah. I was born in 1979. So I, I definitely understand. So 88. <sighs> 88. Yep. Wow. That was actually a very good year. It, it was a great year because I came here. <laughs> yeah, 1988. Oh, man. That was when we moved to Houston, Texas, I think. No, oh, I think right. it was – we might have moved there. It was like in 86, I think. Yeah. I, it's, it creeps me out. I still feel like – I'm like, millennials are – we're ready for our moment. And it's like, dude, no. Millennials are done. Like <laughs> – Gen Z is almost even done. And I'm like, no, but I'm still really young. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I heard the funniest thing. They were referring to uh, 
It's like people that came after Gen X, and I'm like the last year of Gen X. It's like, oh, you're just an elder millennial. I was like, oh, oh. I'm so glad nobody could say that to me yet. But yeah, it's like 80, 82, they're the elder yeah. millennials. Yeah, that's my little brother. <laughs> I guess I would technically be an elder millennial to some of these kids that are born in like the late 90s, but oh, yeah. fuck them. I'm never going to call myself that. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Uh, let's see, 2023, so people born in 2002 are old enough to drink. Oh, my God. I met a kid. <laughs> my trainer was training him before me, and I was talking to him, and I was like, wait, so what year were you born? And he was like, I think he said 2002, and I was like, you weren't alive for 9-11? <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, that is the weirdest. Yeah. I was 22 years old. I was already a working stiff, you know? I was yeah I was 13 but still like I remember yeah vividly everything and it's just weird it's weird that like they don't know what shit was like before 9-11 maybe that's yep. why they're so annoying because we're all like I feel like we're all like god I wish we could pick it back to what life was like before 9-11 but they don't know that so they don't know yeah you know yeah it's know. it was pretty wild to say it was like oh yeah you kids can't like wait at the gate at an airport for your family member to get off of the plane. And I was right. like, nobody can do that. I was like, yeah, we used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's like the T like TSA is like, brand it didn't TSA. I, I maybe went on the plane once before nine 11. If that would TSA did not exist before nine 11. Is that true? Uh, no, it did not. Yeah. I think, uh, 2002 was when the department of Homeland security came around. The amount of times, by the way, that I've gone through TSA with unknowingly having liquids in my bag <laughs> and never, it's never been a problem. Yet I always get flagged for the random, like, whatever, wand thing. Um, but yet, oh, no, not a, not a through. pretty blonde lady. But they just, the last time they just uh, swabbed my hands. Yeah. Oh, you got explosives on you? Nobody has explosives coming through here. Nobody. And I'm like, I went through and the metal thing actually did, like, go off because I had, um, like a metal decal on my shoes. And I was like, Oh, whatever. Cause I have the pre-check. Yeah. So I don't usually have to take off my shoes. Um, so I took them off and they, they called me for the random thing after. And then I was like, okay, so they're probably going to wand me, but they just fucking swabbed my hands. It was weird. I don't yeah. understand what they were looking for. I, somebody said like explosives or something. Yeah. They, they do the, like the little explosive test and everything, whatever. Uh, which by the way, if you do a lot of gardening and you deal with, uh, Oh yeah. Fertilizer fertilizer. Yeah. You're, you're going to, you're going to pop positive for that. Dogs will go crazy. It's it's always kind of fun to watch some old grandma get pulled off to the side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to confess any crimes here, but I've gotten through TSA with a lot of things before. So, it's, I mean, they find stuff all the time during the little checks that they probably miss about 92% of the stuff that goes through. And it, like, there's times where I've got, gotten through TSA without knowing that the contraband uh, was in my bag. Yeah. And, like, so I, there was no effort to hide it even or anything like that. Yeah. Yet my moisturizer has to be in a plastic baggie. Yeah. Uh, how dare you bring like a full tube of toothpaste somewhere? Yeah. You know, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's very annoying. That's probably a good place to leave it off. Meredith, go ahead and get your uh, grift on. Tell everybody where they can find you. I don't have anything interesting to say or plug. That's my Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh, that's where I am on IG. I don't do TikTok. I don't make money good. from anything other no, than my man. job. Other than your job. Yeah. Uh, go follow her, if for nothing else, than to see random pictures of Bugsy in his <gasps> element. He's sleeping under my feet right now. 
Of course he is. He's probably snoring too because he's a pit bull. He's not snoring, but oh my god. <laughs> I actually like just record him sometimes at night and I'll send it to you. It's it's amazing. <laughs> the loudness. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I have to I have to end on this. Childerberg, are you coming? I don't have any plans to, but maybe I could. All right. What what happens there? I don't even know what happens there. We decided to uh, hold host a uh, Liberty event in Texas because it's in the central part of the country. And so you can come down and hang out with a couple hundred weirdos. But you just Twitter. like hang out. There's no like. Oh, uh, we've got Robbie the Fire doing comedy. Uh, we've okay. got uh, music uh, going on this year. We're actually going to do it okay. on two different nights instead of the same night. Plus, you get to hang out with uh, all your Liberty bros uh, from online. Right. That's yeah. the fun stuff. Okay. It's the hang. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was like if it's like a music thing or something. I didn't know. Yeah, we have uh, we have music and comedy. Uh, Kyle Ruff right, well, from Steamboat, uh, Robbie Bernstein, Robbie the Fire. He's going to be there. He's been there the last uh, few it. years. So I will consider it. I'm and not Alex much for there. camping though. Not yeah. much for camping. Uh, I, man, insects and not into it. Yeah, it's Texas. <laughs> What's that mean? Oh, they'll, they'll be bugs regardless. Okay. Yeah. So I will not be going to Childerberg. <laughs> I decided there was what the hell bugs and she's not going to have it. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, take it easy and we'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel Weather Cause. Ouch.